You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. We get these emails all the time, particularly around this uh, time of year. And I thought we could explain something to you because we've been getting this question for... Gosh, how, when did we start the talk show on an AM station? 98? 98. Yeah, 22 years ago. So, Oh, my uh, God. That means I must be years old. (laughs) I know. Occasionally, I'll think of how young I was when we started. And it's like, wow, I don't even remember being that young. No. Oh, I could run like a deer. (laughs) Throw like Nolan Ryan. I could go at it like a stallion, if you know what I mean. If a pen fell on the floor, I could just bend over and pick it up. No grunting. Nothing. No grunting. (laughs) Totally silent. So here's the deal with AM radio stations, and we are on quite a few AM radio stations, a number of FM radio stations. We prefer AM because that's the hip new band. We're hoping that that'll come back in like vinyl. The kids listening to AM. But because of the way AM radio waves work and how they bounce off the atmosphere, especially at night, a lot of AM radio stations have to power down when the sun goes down. Not turn off, but have less power. And then when the sun comes up, they get to increase their power again. And that is why certain times of the year, if you are listening on air to an AM radio station, uh, for instance, you know, in the dark of winter, yeah, the the signal's pretty fuzzy, or maybe you don't even get it until sunrise, roughly. I worked for a couple of different radio stations that actually signed off. Mm -hmm. So they were sunrise, sunset, sign on, sign off. So... There would be parts of the year. I was working afternoons one time, and uh, so there was a part of the year where my shift was over at 5.30, and then a part of the year where I was on till like, 8.30. Right. Just right. depending on the sunset. Yeah. So we, we know you can't hear us, so get on the iHeartRadio app or, or your local station or any of the radio stations we're on and stream it uh, until we're on the air, and it's more convenient to listen that way, but uh, we get it. I remember there was one time, and this was, it was so frustrating. I think it was when we were on one radio station. It was an AM radio station. And the reason you have to power down at night is because there's some other station using the same frequency somewhere that your signals were, would clash. And, and so the people in, you know, uh, you know, Boston or Knoxville or Helsinki or whatever would have two radio stations competing on the same uh, frequency. And who gets like the right to it? I don't know if that's who gets the license first or what. But I remember one time when we were just on one radio station, and so our entire careers, our, our, you know, our income, the success of our sponsors, the stuff we endorsed, it was entirely dependent on uh, over-the-air broadcasting as opposed to streaming, podcasting, the rest of it. And so it was really frustrating to us that during the winter, there are huge parts of the listening audience that couldn't hear us for like an hour and a half of the show. And I actually looked into it. And it was some little nothing burger station in Honolulu that had no revenue. It was just, it was a nice little local radio station all, but, and it was owned by the same company we were working for. But nobody had any interest in doing anything. Seems short-sighted. Well, yeah, you'd think you'd see, you'd go to the, the management of that station and say, hey, with all due respect to your, your, uh, weekly luau and your, uh, Tradio trading Hawaiian shirts or, you know... The, the, Near Don Ho's birthday celebration. The pineapple queen and the rest of it. With all due respect, you're powering down at night because we've got these young phenoms. 
operating out of it. There it is. I was trying to think of a poi thing. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Sean. Strong. We've got these young phenoms operating out of California who really need the power. So sorry about that. In the no, old, it never happened. In the old days, TV stations signed off, too, like at midnight. and um, They played the national anthem yeah, we usually, did, right? We did it at the radio stations I worked at, too. You'd, turn on, you'd play the national anthem at the very end, and then it'd just go to static. And I, I would work that final shift when I was very young, and I would have everything so set up and ready to go that the second the national anthem was over, <laughs> within three seconds, my car was headed toward the bar. Like a cartoon <laughs> character. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I had it all nailed down. I got and then places there was to be. The station that I was the morning guy, this was my first job in radio. I powered the station up in the morning. We were only Via what, licensed. Crank, right? Uh, damn near. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was only licensed to go on the air at 6 a.m., and so I would get there early when I didn't oversleep, and that was the problem. If I overslept and I got there just a little bit late, it would show on all the station logs. Oh, yeah. It was all automatically <laughs> generated. So the owner would come in and see 606. Yeah. Like, Joe! <laughs> God, I overslept one time when I was doing the same thing, and I had just gotten a raise. And um, and the boss called me at home at like 620. <laughs> and the station's supposed to sign on at 6, so it's just static. And he said, I just gave you a raise, and this is what you do. And the raise I had gotten was $100 a month, so which is $25 a paycheck before taxes. Right. <laughs> which at the time was probably a pretty significant raise, though. Yeah, it wasn't even then. I mean, no. even then, after taxes, an extra $17 a week. I mean, it was, you know, it was better than nothing, but uh, I don't know if it was going to motivate my behavior much. All right, final, final charming uh, early career radio story. And you, because this is a podcast, you can tell it properly. You got to tell you're again <laughs> locked out of the, was it locked out or when you played the wrong cut of a Prince record? Oh, no, I, I locked myself out. That's what I did. So I was playing an album and I was playing a Prince hit on the album. And somehow I locked myself out of the radio station. And so I was going to have to drive to somebody's house who had a key um, in this small town. And so I'm listening to the radio while <laughs> while I drive to this person's house to try to get a key to get back into the radio station. And um, I hear it go from whatever the Prince hit was, you know, Purple Rain or whatever it was. Yeah. And then I hear it, and then another song start. And it started into the most filthy, <laughs> pornographic. Darling Nikki. Yeah, it was it was something that was just like over the top, like oh my god! I'm listening to that, sweating bullets as I drive to go get the key to try to get back into the radio. Station. Anyways, the ratings were never higher, <laughs> and this was like uh, uh, rural Kansas, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, it would what? never have flown. The only thing I had going for me is that a lot of radio stations I used to work at. I'm sure there were moments where there were zero people listening. <laughs> right, not a right. single human being was actually listening at that moment. I remember though, you told me. <laughs> You told me, and you got to do this, that the song stops down at one point. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> go ahead. I can't say that. It's, it's, look, folks, it's R rated. It's, it's practically X rated. And why don't you say blank instead of the word? Basically, I think it was, I want you to blank my blank. I want to lick your blank. Yeah. Yes. Right. Just, yeah. The music stopped, and then the narrator of the song just said that out loud. It's like Hemingway esque in its yeah. simplicity. On I mean, this right. AC Direct. small town radio station. Is that oh, a problem? Yeah. The, the mayor had a heart attack. The the minister committed suicide. That was a, that the was schools a, were dismissed. That was the radio station I worked at where I got my first You Suck phone call, and somebody called me up. I'm working, and it's like 11 o'clock at night, and called them, said, You suck, and hung up. And I've never been more devastated in my life. 
because it was the first time I'd run into anything like that, and I was just devastated. And, oh, my God, I went to college for this. It's the only thing I want to do, and I suck. <laughs> it's hilarious oh in retrospect, but I just, I just sat there numb. Oh, I couldn't even hardly go on. What am I going to tell my parents? I suck. Mom, yeah. um, Dad, I took a call today. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> I what suck. Is, what is yeah. it, son? And I, I fully took that in as like the official declaration of my abilities. Right, as if it was a government finding. <laughs> the reports are in, and you suck. Ah, and those calls and emails keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, you know what? You suck. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So I am not making mountains out of the mole hills that have utterly defaced my yard. But yeah, we get uh, we got moles in the yard and they're digging the hell out of it. And it's it's you know, I'm not super vain lawn guy, but it's just they're like they'll destroy your lawn. Just destroy it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you got to start completely over. And that's really expensive and time consuming. Yeah. And so now I have dirt patches all over the lawn and we tried poisoning them and all. And then I talked about it on the air. Should try lecturing them. (laughs) <laughs> Try to explain to them, listen, I've worked hard all my life to pay for this lawn. I'm a and good it's person. selfish of you. You see that guy over there? That house? Those are terrible people. Right. Go, go over there. The, yeah, trust me, they're a-holes. Um, let's see. I, I want to make sure I get this all uh, correct. Oh, there we go. Yeah. It's from a Matt whose business is trapping moles and gophers and other varmints that destroy Yards or, or businesses, he does a lot of uh, commercial work with cemeteries, mm-hmm. ballparks, uh, office complexes, stuff like that. Mm. Um, and he's been kind enough to advise me. And so uh, he turned me on to these traps that are, are were designed and manufactured by a dude in California. And they came the other day. And uh, with uh, some help from Judy, I just wanted another pair of eyes. We found... One of the mole tunnels, one of the good, mm-hmm. like, repeated-use tunnels. Nice and straight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. mole highway. And we located that through the means he suggested. And you dig it out, you know, fairly carefully. Then you you don't enlarge it, but you, like, neaten it, get loose dirt out of there. Uh-huh. And then you, you arm these traps. Now, when you say trapping a mole, you're actually... Mm, I'll just say this: It's not trap and release. <laughs> like a timeshare. It's it's not mm. trapped in a timeshare. No, it's different from that. Okay. It it mm, mm. You trap them and release them to God. Oh, okay. oh that sounds nice. Yeah, and you're murdering yeah. moles. Mm, justifiable homicide, self defense. They're a pest. Yes, they are. Although I got rid of a pest once and found out I could get fined. What was it? Six thousand dollars per pest. I got rid well, of. Well, that's that. something like that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've never had any moles in my yard and probably never will. And this story is entirely made up for the entertainment of the audience. Sure. So what we do, we try to entertain people. Right, exactly. Please, I, I almost went with lions. You live in an I, apartment. You don't I, even have a lawn. Right. I almost said there are lions tearing <laughs> up my front yard, but I, then I thought moles would make a better story. Anyway, having cleared that up, Your Honor, um, <laughs> Judy and I, uh, we found the tunnel Sunday, and we followed all the directions super carefully and armed these traps, which would render you nine-fingered if you're not careful. Oh, geez. Or at least hurt like crazy. So what... It would probably not lop off your finger, but it would do it harm. So what in this fanciful tale actually ends the mole's existence? 
Is it his head being removed? Is it being stabbed? Is it being crushed? Is there a badger in this thing that you're trapping it with? (laughs) Is it poison? It it gets a really big hug from the trap around its neck. Okay. Yes. Uh, A neck hug. Yes. Everybody's favorite kind. (laughs) Exactly. Good night, Molly. (laughs) So anyway. Like we did to Saddam Hussein. (laughs) Yeah, just like that. Fairly similar. Yes. Again, in this apocryphal tale. <clears throat> so we, we found the tunnel. It was exactly, you know, it was kind of satisfying because you're under the ground. You're probing. You're trying to find like a soft spot and all. And you're like, oh, that was kind of suspicious. You dig it up. There it is. The mole tunnel. And so we lay one trap going one way, the other trap going the other way, embedded in the dirt really nice, and carefully replace dirt over it so no light gets in and the rest of it. And then uh, as as Matt, the trapper guy, said, Let's let that soak for a couple of days. He's got a number of expressions that are very amusing, but so we did that Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday late morning. And these things have been ripping the hell out of the yard. I go out, I come home from work Sunday or Jesus, uh, Monday about midday, and there are no new molehills at all. Judy and I go out, we check again last night, none. I scan a bit this morning, there's no activity witnessed yes. or, or or witnessable observable and they never took a day off hell they didn't take a quarter of a day off so i'm thinking this afternoon i lift up the plug of earth and and we'll have to deal with and and release from uh the traps the uh, the mole carnage and i'm not great with dead beasts i'd prefer not to deal with them i will if you enjoy dealing with them, you need to be watched by the authorities. <laughs> Thank you for that affirmation. Um, unless, you know, you're a hunter you know or something. Like that. A dead beast. Yeah, boy, <laughs> I tell you, whatever it takes and whatever beast, I just love killing them. Especially if it's been a couple of days. Neighborhood cat. Uh, oh no, I would never, God. I would never do that. You know me, I'm a, a merciful man. Uh, but so I'm going to, oh, Judy said to me, we were taking a walk the other day. She says, uh, I said, you know, I'm not really looking forward to dealing with these uh, dead beasts who may have been under there for a couple of days. And she said, well, how much were the traps? I said, well, it was like fourteen ninety five for two of them. She said, well, we could just throw them away. I said, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I do have some self-image. I am a, I'm a man. I'm yeah, a manly man. You just throw man. the whole trap away? No, because we might need him again. I got to deal with the dead beast. Hundred percent, the whole thing's going right in the garbage with me. No way. I, I'm a I'm a manly man, Sean. Well, you got it. You can't just just the other day. Just the I'm warning you. If you're eating right now, put your spoon down. Just the other day, dead squirrel in the backyard, well past its freshness date. And uh, I had to use the shovel and bring it to... I'm not going to tell you what I did with it, because some wouldn't approve, but uh, it, went, it went away. Threw it in a neighbor's pool. Ah, I don't know about their pool or their maybe their hot tub. but Crafted uh, it into a pie. <laughs> exactly. Waited until he was coming out of his front door in the morning and hurled it in his face. I don't threw, recall. I may have. Hey, you, catch! They're in a neighbor's pool. I like that. I may have gone Rand Paul's neighbor on my neighbor I don't like. But actually, I like my neighbor. I um, uh, I deal with dead beasts and stuff like that all the time living out in the country, and I'm, I, I still might throw the traps away. Mm. I mean, if there's going to be much like freeing the beast from it and cleaning it and stuff like that, I might just throw the whole trap away. I think I can pry the jaws apart and 
pretty easily and just so you don't think it's like uh, I just I would feel I don't like get, it was I don't want to get too gross here but no I don't either okay because we had mole traps that were different when I was a kid. They had spikes that went down. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've used those. And punctured them. And when you yeah. pulled them out of there, I mean, it was it was pretty grotesque. An iron Barbaric. maiden. It was an iron maiden. Yeah, it was a mole yeah. iron maiden. Wow. I did that with gophers once. I told you that story. Of, this was back in Salina, Kansas, where I was complaining about these gophers ripping up our, our yard. And that was our first house we ever had. So I was I was pretty you know unhappy about it. And the guy said, look, I think he... Did he call? Yeah, he said, he called. He said, uh, this is not for the air, all right? I said, okay, what? He said, listen, here's my name. Jot down my number. I've got some traps, but you can't tell anybody where you went. And, uh, yeah, it was the... What, the military grade? It what was, is- oh, yeah. You, you you know those lions I had tearing up my yard? <laughs> you got them from an old Soviet republic. Oh, yeah. They're only legal in Iran and North Korea. <laughs> But yeah, this this son of a gun came over. He set him up for me, and it was that same. I don't. I don't even remember how they're tripped, but it would just drive the spike oh, bam, yeah. on oh. a big old spring yeah. straight down through the ground. Yep. Woo! Mole kebab. Get vanquished, varmin. Gopher on a stick, literally. What are you gonna do? They're pests. So I tell you what. In the one more thing podcast, I will reveal. Whether indeed there was mole carnage under the ground. Okay. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. By the way, I was uh, uh I was following the Twitter last night. And uh, somebody tweeted out, um, podcast was really funny today. I laughed a lot. And I, and I thought, I have no idea what we were talking about on the podcast. I have no memory whatsoever. Mm. And I just thought, Senility. It's interesting. A person thought it was funny enough to, you know, mention on the tweet. And I thought, I have, I zero remember. Mm. So I, uh, I just, I just, uh, went to Google and I said, Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. And it gave me a bunch of links, and I clicked on one and then found the podcast and listened to a little. Oh, yeah, it was the moles and the various jokes about various things. Right. Um, but anyway, I did <laughs> I did recognize there are like 15 podcasts titled One More Thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, by various people, including one that might even be a radio show, so I don't know. Yeah. Is there no? There's no copyright in the world of uh, podcasting? You can call yourself uh, I don't Moby think... Dick if you want to? Or... Yes. Yeah, so unless it's designed to deceive. I mean, if we started calling ourselves the Joe Rogan podcast, I think he, he could intercede. His huh. people could make us stop. But I, ours is Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. So, you know, that helps, but yeah. Well, so can I call, I couldn't call a company Jim's Pepsi, could I? No, almost certainly not. There, hmm. there are matter, exceptions. Right? Um, but anyway, well, I was but on you, the Twitter. You can't copyright a title. I know. I could, um, I could write a movie about uh, Hollywood leading actors and actresses who get into a battle to the death, and I could call it Star Wars, <laughs> unless Lucasfilms could prove that I was attempting to mislead people. Um, that's huh. why there have been there have been you know dozens of movies of various titles. I don't have a list in front of me, but there are some titles that have been used over and over again. Hmm. Um, but while I was on the Twitter, I came across a tweet from Tim Sandifer. He used to be Tim the Lawyer when he'd call on our radio show, and then he became famous as Tim Sandifer, um, and standing up for freedom. And anyway, he tweeted, delighted that my poem Seeds 
is in the latest First Things magazine, and then he and then he has a link, and I knew he wrote poetry and is really into poetry, hmm. and I uh, responded, so you're a published poet too? Um, you know, and uh, other people responded to that, <laughs> like this guy who said, he writes poetry that gets published, and I find the joy of eating Doritos and chips with sour cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel sort of the same way. Yeah, but you can probably eat more hot dogs than him, Jack. Yes, exactly. But yeah, to, good to, point. To have the Declaration of Independence memorized and all the things that he clearly takes in in terms of information, and he's a published poet. A poet, I just found a little, yeah, I know it's a incredibly much. discouraging. Are these haikus or what kind of poems are these? Probably the kind that don't rhyme. Oh, correct. Yeah. Well, every year he and his beautiful bride send out a Christmas card featuring yeah. her photography and his uh, uh, poetry. Just to make us all feel bad about ourselves. That's the intent. Aren't they just exactly? That's their intent. (laughs) Feel bad about yourself. I've uh, found the poem, in case you haven't read uh, Tim's stuff, Seeds. You stick this little thing, looks like a rock, under the ground. Wait a while, add some water probably, and before you know it, it's a plant. (laughs) Seeds. That's nice. (laughs) That is nice. Oh, speaking of putting things under the ground. Yes, right. All right. Come so up it's time. Here's the story. Uh, my lawn has been utterly decimated by a mole or moles. Russian moles? <laughs> Soviet moles. No, Susan Rice. No. No, uh, James Comey. Uh, they just rip up the lawn. They, they, there's piles of dirt everywhere, tunnels and the rest of it. And I tried various methods to get rid of it and then asked on the air if anybody had any advice. And, and Matt, who does this for a living, responded and says, hey, I do this for a living. Here's what I would suggest. Use this equipment, blah, blah, blah. And he's been enormously helpful. Um, and so Judy and I, Sunday, we put these mole traps under the ground. Now, if you missed yesterday's podcast, it, the idea is they're very much like a mouse trap. They look quite different, but it's the same idea. The mole trips a trigger. The jaws snap shut. And your description was it gets a neck hug. Yeah, a firm neck hug. Hmm. Probably a little too firm. Or wherever the, the, the jaws of, some would say, death. Um, wherever they hit the mole, <laughs> that's where he gets the hug, Jack. <laughs> oh, Just like Joe Biden, it doesn't ask whether you want to be hugged. Oh. Yes. Partisan politics. So anyway, uh, so we, we planted these traps according to Matt's fabulous directions. And the and the video on the website, and uh, we found a perfect tunnel as we were uh, describing yesterday, and uh, put the traps down there, and, and and then covered them up, put the dirt around so there was no sunlight. Two days later, not a single additional mole hill in the yard. All right, and I thought two days long enough, man, because six hours doesn't go by without more damage being done to the lawn. And so I got all energetic excited. little bastards. Oh yeah, well they, yeah, they've got a metabolism like well actually like a lot of animals their size like a shrew. They just go constantly. Um and and so I thought two days long enough. I'm digging it up. So I took the uh, the the earth like plug core thing that mm-hmm. I dug out out and and to my surprise the hole was was really full of of loose dirt. I thought that's weird cuz this is kind of a plug thing and well I'll dig through the dirt. I dig and I can see one of the one of the traps has been triggered. So I pull it up. Damn it, empty. Hmm. So I dig. I find the other one. It too has been triggered. Empty. I feel triggered. <laughs> anyway, um, as it turns out, I wrote to uh, 
Oh, whoops, this is the wrong text line. I, I texted you guys a picture that Matt sent me that we're going to talk about in just a second. Um, but uh, let's see. But I said, I explained to him what happened. He said, yeah, that's that's pretty typical, especially with rookies. you got to find a different spot on the tunnel, try again, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he said, uh, when it's, cause it's rained a little bit where I live, but he says, wet dirt. Oh, and we started watering more because the lawn was starting to get browned out. Um, he said, wet dirt is a lot easier for them to deal with. They don't have to vent it out of the tunnel. That's why you don't see any new molehills. But probably in their diggings, they threw dirt onto the trap. It triggered the traps before they got right, there. Right. They and understand the whoever. way the trap works. Yeah, and soon they'll be coming into my I home took at the night. Cheese, and they're just eating like kings. Yeah, I don't there, know. Do you bait it with cheese? I'm not sure. How is there any chance your dog tipped them off? Like you've got a mole in your home? <sighs> my dog is a mole working on behalf of moles. That's going to be confusing to the readers. <laughs> Wait a minute, honey. The dog is a mole. What no, is the no, mole? Now we're talking about the little beast. No, the mole's a mole too. Oh, blah blah blah. So he says, I suggest sitting a foot or two away from that now jinxed spot. If you can find the same tunnel. And I said, ah, those bastards. He said, check this out from last week at the National Cemetery in San Francisco. This was just one mole. Now, I sent all you guys the picture via text. Can you can you oh. look at it right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, take a look at that. One, two, three, four, five. Well, and they stretch on. You can't see yeah. in the other row. But Six, seven, that's like one mole least... in what period of time? Ooh, that's not clear, although... Those wow. diggings look very fresh to me, so yeah. it's probably within a day or two. Oh, that stinks. And it's There's the National Cemetery. It's like Arlington National yeah. Cemetery, but it's in San Francisco, and it's defacing the graves of our fallen heroes. And that's, that's what Matt cool. does for a living. He goes to places like that and ends that but quick. And I've resisted the temptation to have him actually come over and help me. Um, oh, man, look at the Golden Gate uh, Bridge in the background. That's a beautiful shot. Um, uh, but I'm going to give it another whack. See if I can snuff the moles, but uh, I'm I'm o for moles. I must admit to temporary a temporary setback. The word is not defeat because I will not be defeated. Is your bloodlust growing as you get more frustrated? Like yesterday, you're a little concerned about uh, you know how they're getting treated, and now you're wanting to pay. You're wanting carnage. You're wanting. You're like Mel Gibson at the end of that uh, stretching movie. Oh, <laughs> Braveheart. Braveheart. It was a lot. It was about a lot more than stretching. It's not called the stretching movie. No, no it's called, I don't think so. Braveheart. Freedom. But then they stretch him. Well, listen. I was going to say you're a very perceptive man because, as you may recall, yesterday I was saying I'm not really looking forward to pulling out dead moles and dealing with that and unclamping the jaws and the rest of it. Now I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. That's fine. I'll deal with it. Maybe I'll just saw their little heads off. Oh, jeez. Nothing counts so much as blood. Uh, no, we'll, we'll give it another try, and I'll let you know how it goes. But Maybe Tim Belair can write a poem about it. <laughs> That'd be a grisly poem. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So uh, we got this suggestion, <coughs> excuse me, from uh, listener Rob that uh, you ought to have to pass the citizenship test to vote, or at least part of it, maybe some, just a few questions. Because we've long said, if you know nothing about nothing, don't vote. You moron. I mean, there's just, and, and people want to rock the vote and get every just mirror fogger in the world to vote. Well, well I know why that is, because if you know nothing, you're more easily... Uh, you know, duped, but... 
So uh, let's give let's give a little of the quiz right here. See if we're eligible to vote. Now I have the answers in front be, of me. This is to become a citizen. Is that what this yeah, test the, oh, is? Oh yeah, right, right. Sorry, this is the citizenship test. Which I didn't realize there was one. Yeah, at the, oh, to this to extent, be sworn in. And I thought it was just yeah. like a few questions or something. Well, what's interesting? No, it's it's tons of it's 128 questions. Interestingly, God, what if I, what if, I if, if I take it and flunk it, do I get kicked out of the country? Oh yeah. Straight to Gitmo. <laughs> I was born here, but guy, get waterboarded. Get sent to Gitmo. You got number seven wrong. Sorry. Uh, the civics test is an oral test, and the officer will ask you to answer twenty out of the one hundred twenty-eight civics question uh, civics text civics test questions. Joe, number one, spit out your gum. So I only have to get twenty right, or number they're two, just going to ask me twenty of these questions. Just going to ask you twenty. Please okay. pay attention to the directions I just <laughs> you're, stumbled over. You're really not going to do well in this. You know, <laughs> Why don't you just go back to your home country? We don't think you're America material. <laughs> I look around. I go to Walmart. I look around. You're America material. He's just chewing on the pencil. <laughs> you must answer at least 12 questions or 60% correctly to pass the civics test. If you are 65 years old or older and have been living in the U.S. as a lawful permanent resident for 20 years or more, you may just study the 20 questions that have been marked with an asterisk found at the end of each question. Gosh, so if you're 65 and you've been here for 20 years, you you know, this is, well, I don't want to get off on this topic, but we have 20 million people living in this country illegally. Right. They well, ain't taking no tests. those people are legal. Well, right, yeah, right, sure, good point. Uh, let's see, we did some of these earlier in the show. Why don't I skip ahead? Uh, let's see. Why does each state have two senators? That's a good one. The patriarchy. Because one. (laughs) White supremacy. Because one isn't enough and three is too many. (laughs) Exactly. Equal representation for small states. And uh, you could mention the Great Compromise or the Connecticut Compromise. I mean, if I studied a little bit, I could refresh myself on this, but I would not have been able to answer that. Right. Right. Uh, I could have come close anyway. How many U.S. senators are there? Okay. How long is a term for a U.S. senator? I was told there wouldn't be math. Who is one of your state's U.S. senators now? Oof. Oof. Is that Feinstein? And here's a hint. She just got a new gig. (laughs) Oh, Kamala Harris. Yes. Yes. But I think I'll bet in... 150-year-old and a half-wit. I don't know. I'm... We live in a very high-profile state with very high-profile senators. Yes. Um, does everybody in every state know? I don't know. I think they're probably in the local news a fair amount. Mm. Uh, what is the supreme law of the land? That would be the we the people. I, I know this because it was brought up earlier, but I would almost, I think I... W- don't do anything I wouldn't do. Is that the supreme law? <laughs> do the law of the jungle. I would have said Supreme Court, but that's wrong. The Supreme Law of the land is the Constitution. No yeah. rules, just right? Is that right? Is that it? <laughs> no, that's uh, the Australian Constitution, as I understand it. The U.S. Constitution starts with the words, we the people. What does we the people mean? Oh, boy. Michael, why don't you jump in here? What does we the people mean? My family. Like, we, we the people, like my family, my friends. and Get out of America. <laughs> Go, get out. It means landed white males. That's right, white supremacy. We the people refers to self-government, popular sovereignty, consent of the government, people should govern themselves, social contract, just something. Just try to get close. 
Our changes made to the U.S. Constitution. Game show? White out. Uh, I'm just a bill. Wait, no, that's how a bill becomes a law. Amendments. Amendments. Schoolhouse Rock have an episode on that? I don't think so. Um, I was listening to an interesting conversation. Three people in order to form a more perfect union. Yeah, it may, the amendments may factor into that. I was listening to a podcast the other day with a couple of lawyers on there, and they did a, um, a thing on if you could change the Constitution, what would it be? And I thought it was a really, really interesting it would uh, rhyme. thought starter. Yeah, um, but, but they both agreed it should be easier to amend the Constitution. They think if you went back and told the founding fathers that in 200-some years we only did it this many times, they would think it must be too high a hurdle. Hmm. I'd like to hear those arguments. Because it's almost... Well, actually, their point was the way the way the the way the country is currently constituted, it'd be impossible to ever amend the Constitution. And impossible is probably not what they're looking for. Uh, yeah, but that I'd rather have that than too easy. Well, you don't want too easy, either, right. but there's got to be a sweet spot in there. Yeah, man. I think it's impossible, more or less, right now. But anyway, that's a different topic. Yeah, yeah, we could argue about that. Name one power that is only flight, <laughs> X-ray vision. <laughs> Please do not ring in before I have asked the question, Mr. Connery. X-ray vision. <laughs> Regenerative powers which allowed him to get his steel claws in. That's Wolverine. Name one power that is only for the federal government. Oh. The federal government. I thought the question was going to be if you could have any superpower. <laughs> what would it be? Freeze time. <laughs> uh, say that again. What was the question? Name of? one fe- power that is only for the federal government. Hmm. Go to war? Yeah, declare war. Sean, do you have one? Think about it. I was going to say taxes, but that's wrong because there's local taxes. In state and county. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, uh, the, 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 there um, there may the Constitution. be no wronger answer than the one you gave. <laughs> Correct. That's why I would do horribly on this. I would say uh, make amendments to the Constitution. Final answer. The federal government amends the Constitution? Doesn't have to go through the Senate or something? <laughs> Uh, the possible answers are print paper money. Mm, print money is a good one. Mint, Why can't I do that? Mint coins, declare war, create an army, make treaties, or set foreign policy. Hmm. Print money and mint coins, that's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, is. <laughs> is. Name one power that is only for the states. Mm, kind of. Hmm. I don't know. Provides schooling and education. I was going to say schooling, but I thought, is that true with the with the there federal department, department of education? Of edu- yeah, but that's there to aid the local stuff. Mm. Policing would that fault be yes, something similar? Yes, provide protection. Good Good out, Sean. No yes. domestic army. You get to yes. live in the United States now. Nah, he gets to straddle the border for a while after that tax answer is. Please, I listen at the beginning. I only need to get a D to qualify. <laughs> you're not you're not all the way into war res yet, but you got one foot there. Also provide safety, like fire departments, give a driver's license, approve zoning and land use. Uh, let's see. Why don't we do one more? What is the capital of your state? Answers will vary, it says here. <laughs> Can I put that as the answer? <laughs> Ans- answers will vary. What? That's funny. Yeah, all right. Let's do, a, let's do a good one. I think it'd be awesome if states could declare war. That's well, the one thing I'd change. Like on other states? Hell yeah. <laughs> or other countries. I tell you what, South Dakota'd be in for an ass whooping. <laughs> what are three rights of everyone living in the United States? It's pretty pretty Ooh, easy. Right to party. <laughs> People had to fight for that too, from my understanding. All oh, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
That's well, your, your the, and the every life, kid in America should be able to rattle these off. The life, the liberty, the pursuit of happiness? Is that what it's referring to? Freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom ah, of assembly, okay. freedom to petition the government, freedom of religion, the right to bear arms. There you That's go. about tank tops, right? It is. It is absolutely. It's the, uh, the tank top compromise <laughs> of South Carolina because it was hot there. Uh, let's see. Well, I feel like doing one more. Nah, no, I don't. I changed my mind. The freedom to do that. That's another freedom you have. Yeah. By God. Uh, colonists came to America for many reasons. Name one. The chicks. The chicks. The chicks is correct. <laughs> they wanted to practice their religion. That's right. They're Quakers, shakers, snakers, fakers. <laughs> Smokers and midnight tokers. Or, if you believe what's-her-name, they came here because they wanted to keep slavery going. Yeah, They wanted to found a country based on slavery and keep it going. They didn't have slaves. Well, they're going to get some. <laughs> they had a plan. <laughs> I didn't have a car. That's why I went to the car dealer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. No, it's not. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the...